Ladies and gentlemen, it's all in the mind, you know. For this, it's afraid the Alien Productions podcast. Fine, 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 fine. Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> now I like it in here. Ah, cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Loud noises! Ah, hello. Hi. Hello. Hello, I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I'm feeling like I've got a hangover without the good party before, Michael Lister. (laughs) (laughs) And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yep. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of everything that we have of technology-wise. And is it going to get better? I don't know. Time for me to wear glasses. (laughs) (laughs) My blue glasses, so I don't get Your blue glasses? Yeah, a bit Blue light glasses, I think. Yes. Yeah, blue lights. They're not mm. subscription. They're, they're just prescription. Prescription. Pres- yes. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good thing we're doing this early. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yes. I'll probably be a bit more light-hearted. Meh. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yeah. Thanks yes. for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, let's get the show on the road. Yeah. Fulia, what have you been watching? Not a lot. Been pretty busy this week. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the same goes for all of us. And so say Uh, all of us. Yes. I think the only thing that I really have had time to watch is just like uh, Frasier. I'm like continuing on with the run of episodes of Frasier so I'm cool with that uh, uh, that's pretty much all I've been watching cool <laughs> nice I, I'll, get, I'll get back into my weekly watchings properly this next week yes <laughs> fair enough fair enough Michael hello have you had time to watch anything this week no <laughs> and it's kind of fitting too because everything is finished up of what I've been watching so mm. Yeah, uh, Rick and Morty's on hiatus. Uh, Beavers and Butthead have stopped. Uh, Rings of Power finished. And yeah, just been watching Endor and uh, Game of Thrones. And oh, 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 Game of Thrones. <laughs> Second to last episode. What's going to happen in the last episode? Mm, Shit well. hit fan. Shit, shit meat fan, yes. <laughs> but at yes. last, at last, not a time jump. Mm. It takes place the next day. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, finally. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, you've only got 200 years. <laughs> yes, so that's been a bit of fun. But I did watch something today because uh, I had a couple of... Uh, I had a couple of hours spare because... Yeah, I'm still on holiday mode, working holiday mode, 
and uh, went on Netflix and I saw the Ingabiel Inglesius' <gasps> new TV, uh, no, not TV show, the live comedy show. Yeah, the, his, his, his stadium Stadium special. Fluffy. Yes. Oh, I need to watch that. I really do. Was it good? Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice continuation of the stories, you know. <laughs> Which is kind of strange of having a uh, having a stand up special that's actually a, a narrative sort of driven sort of thing. Mm. It's quite it's quite different, and uh, and I do appreciate it. And a lot of a lot of uh, good stories coming out, and also where he is as uh, as a performer and as a as a person and a human being. So yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend it if you do enjoy his stand up. It's uh, it's still on par and it's high up there and it's uh, it's feel good, feel good <laughs> comedy. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that's basically my new thing that I watched uh, out of out of the blue. So that's it. And nothing scary this this time. Maybe next week because <laughs> or maybe next week, yes. Because it is Halloween. It is Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. 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 Uh yes, Kendall. Yes. Have you had the time? Uh to listen to me whine. <laughs> <laughs> About nothing and everything at once. Ah <laughs> uh, uh well You see I am one of those melodic yeah. Yes. Etc. 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 Yes. Well, because um, I uh, did have a lot of time this week, actually, when we weren't busy doing other things. Um, I have watched a bunch of stuff, so I'll take it away. Take <laughs> it away, Kendall. To fill the space. Mm. Um, so yes, obviously, House of the Dragon was fantastic this week. Um, and uh, also The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I'm, you know, we're right in the fifth season at the moment. And this week's episode was so good. Very isolated kind of a story that took place only over probably a couple of hours. And it was just brilliant and complex. And I love the writing on this show. And the acting is just phenomenal. So I'm really enjoying that. Um some new things I watched this week. I watched a bunch of new stuff. Um, I saw Blonde on oh, Netflix, yeah. which is the Marilyn Monroe uh, n- new movie about Marilyn Monroe. There's been quite a few. Um, starring Anna de Armas in the title role. Um, yeah, very surrealist movie. Very uh, arty, arty, artistic kind of take on... Art on house. Art ha- very art house. Hmm. Um very long too it's almost three hours oh yeah okay almost three hours so um and it did it it dragged a little bit but not too much but by the time it was done i was glad it was over because i didn't love it i will say like it was okay Mm -hmm. like i appreciate the the uh different approach to her life story but they kind of skipped like they went straight from her childhood to her pretty much already being Marilyn. Um, so they didn't really cover the whole, like they sort of glanced at those years in between, but they didn't really go into it at all. Um, and yeah, but I mean, I don't know if, if, if a lot of it's true, then Marilyn did. I mean, we know she was very troubled and led a bit of a tumultuous life outside of the movies, but, um, 
Yeah, Anna de Armas spent a lot of time crying <laughs> in this. Mm, wow. It was very, yeah, it was very sad and very dark. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, not, not a bad film by any means, just it wasn't my cup of tea, really. Um, but, um, but yeah, people, if people are in, interested in Marilyn's story, feel free to give it a look. But, yeah, just, I don't know, go in with an open mind, basically. Um... Speaking of going in with an open mind, I watched Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. <laughs> what was your thoughts? Uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, it wasn't terrible. I'm also never going to watch it again. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Like, there was just... There was some good stuff in it that they were trying to do and, mm. like... Uh, I don't know. Like, they could have done more with the, um, I don't know, whatever parallel they were trying to create with these three teenagers who are, one of them is a witch, mm. um, in, t- in terms of, like, paralleling them against the Sanderson sisters, so they could have done something a bit better with that, maybe. I don't know. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. It was good to see Billy Butcherson again. <laughs> I love, I love Doug Jones. So nice to see him. Um, and yeah, it, it was fine. Like there was some good, there was some good stuff. And I even got sad at the end when, you know, Winifred, you know, spoilers, um, cast that, that spell that she shouldn't have cast. And then she lost her sisters and then she got all emotional. And I was like, oh, yeah why do i care i shouldn't care you guys are bad yeah <laughs> but i care uh, so that was that was cool so yeah it, w- it was fine it's fine it doesn't ruin the original for me at all um uh and they're obviously trying to tease up a third film maybe but I, that's probably not going to happen um so yeah i don't know it's definitely for this generation mm. i think it's not entirely made for fans of the original film. no um, but it's but it was okay. I'm still glad to have seen it. Um, and then I um, went back to Netflix and I uh, watched two series, mini series. Um, first being in one day I binged The Watcher, um, which is the latest Ryan Murphy production to come out of um, his partnership with Netflix, uh, based on a true story about a family who moves into a suburban home a beautiful home in new jersey and uh, they start getting letters from someone calling themselves the watcher and it's talking about how like you know i've been watching your house and it was my grandfather's job and my father's job now the job has fallen to me and blah 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 and then it gets creepier from there mm. um stars naomi watts and uh bobby carnavale and they are very very good in it um and yeah, it was a good, I don't know, a lot of it, they're fictionalized. It's kind of lo- very loosely based around the real family, but not not exactly. That A lot of it was kind of uh, dramatized for, you know, to fill in and make it a compelling story. And like, it was an interesting thriller, I suppose. Lots of like trying to figure out who's the watcher the whole time. Like they kind of give you all these, like there's a bunch of red herrings the whole time. You don't know who it is. Okay. And they even try to clean it up at the end, but then they don't. Which I was I was glad about because there's no we don't know in real life the case is still unsolved this happened like almost ten years ago okay so it, no one knows who the watcher is uh, it's unsolved mystery so but it was a good series I liked it a lot uh, and then finally keeping with the creepy theme I started the Midnight Club oh. uh, which is the new Mike Flanagan horror series on Netflix definitely not as scary as his previous stuff. Um, 
So yeah, um, but I I'm enjoying it. It's really a, a really fascinating story, um, and it's kind of you know like a modern interpretation almost uh, of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was one of my favorite shows growing up. Um, so I kind of really like the way they've brought, and they, I think they even said that when they were making it, that show was a big inspiration for how because it's about this group of you know kids who have cancer and uh and in you know terminal illnesses of varying degrees and um, they come together and uh every night at midnight and tell each other ghost stories um so and then there might be some ghosts living in the in the uh, hospice where they're where they're staying so um it's quite good i really really like it that one's 10 episodes though so i hope hopefully we'll have finished it by next week I'm back at work in a couple of days, so maybe not, but we'll see. Um, yeah, so it's been a big, big week of watching for me. Yeah, I've had, yeah. I have heard the Midnight Club's good. Uh, yeah, you should, and, you should check it out, Mike. And like someone's it. in it, and I can't remember who, but I... Re- yeah, uh, someone you like. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you? No. Or do you want to wait, wait I know, and be surprised? I know I like them. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'll pro- I'll probably start watching that too now that I've got yeah s- some spare time and uh, and yeah it, it, I, I like having like nothing to watch and now I can actually start something new. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was me during the week. That's why I finally had the time to watch Blonde and Hocus Pocus too because I yeah. had you know finally just had finished whatever the previous things that I've been watching well especially because there were so so many shows were going week to week and now that Rings of Power's finished and now that Rick and Morty's on hiatus and you know and She-Hulk's done you know I have more yeah. time to actually start some new stuff which is cool so. and, and some Doctor Who tonight yeah ah, isn't it tomorrow tomorrow morning tonight. tomorrow morning yes I'm staying yes. up because I haven't got work in the morning, so hey, I might nice. be streaming it. I don't know. Ooh, before watch I get space. yeah, before I get kicked off by saying the the BBC saying you can't do that. It's like fuck you. I can do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want to laugh and cry and change my life. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, so, yeah, so um, yeah, I like having stuff, and yeah, it's good. I'll probably uh, got to have a lot of things lined up. So Midnight Club, Doctor Who, no time for Firefly, but that's all right. <laughs> that's fine, I suppose. I want something scary because it's spooky, scary it's season. Spooky, scary season, and not true. just tax time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got to get your tax return in. Get, it's yeah, October. Tax, it's October. It's your last chance. Yeah, before you yeah. get fined. Mm-hmm. Was it two hundred okay. bucks each month? If you don't put in your tax return, Jesus. Mmm. Oh well. Oh well. Continue. Continue. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the weekly watchings. Let's check in. The week there was the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. 
Yes, it's nerdy news time. And let's uh, dive in with some Marvel news to start. Marvelous. Um, marvelous, yes. Um, so, of course, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is almost upon us, only a couple of weeks away. And uh, Ryan Coogler, the director of said film and uh, co writer, I believe, of the script, um, has been doing the rounds, interviewing, um, doing press for the movie. And uh, this week he spoke about what the original script looked like uh, before Chadwick Boseman sadly passed away. Um, he kind of basically just said it was similar to what we have now, but he talked about what Ch um, T'Challa's role kind of would have been. Um, he was planning on uh, focusing a bit more closely and intimately on him, like just seeing the story unfold really through his eyes. Um, so telling this big story, but just with the lens of T'Challa. Um, so that would have been really cool to see. Obviously, sadly, we will never. But um, yeah, they've, I think, I think I'm guessing the, the Namor stuff was probably still going to be in it because um, he didn't seem to allude to any of that not being in it. Mm. Um, but it just seems like they had to just rewrite it with the same similar story, but now focusing on whoever this new Black Panther might be. So it's probably going to be similar to what we would have gotten, but um, obviously including the, the death of T'Challa in the MCU. Um, so that's quite interesting. Fulia, do you have any comments on this? Uh, look, if it's gonna if it was going to be similar to what they originally had it, then I think we're still going to be quite happy with how this is going to turn out. So... I'm looking forward to it, regardless of the changes. Um, I'd be curious to know what those small changes were, mm. um, just to see what the differences might be. Mm -hmm. uh, but we probably won't find out about that ever, or maybe won't be until like down the track once the movie's been released. So, mm. yeah, very possible. Mm. Yes, um, Michael, do you have any any thoughts or theories about this? Um, yeah, it's kind of smart that they need needed to change it because obviously. And how it, it kind of sounds like, and I'm only speculative here, that uh, instead of it being uh, focused on uh, D'Challa and how to be a king in a kingdom, because he's king now uh, and in charge of a country and and the whole world has changed because of the blip and because, because of uh, barriers uh, being taken down uh, through and... And how it's a different world now uh, within the MCU, where where uh, the entire world went through went through something, and we can see it now within Phase Four that um, uh, uh, things that pe uh, people are sort of rising up. It's like it's uh, people are angry and pe people are frustrated, and uh, not too similar of what's happening now in the real world, but. Um, and how, how the movie could have focused more on, uh, yeah, as you said, through the eyes of T'Challa and uh, and how he's navigating his world, he, he, his family, and everything that like that. And I think it's kind of smart that now it's actually it will be more focused on where the family is because of a loss and because there is a there is now a vacuum within uh, Wakanda uh, where. Uh, there's no king, and someone someone's got to step up, 
and who is that within the family. So they would focus more with within who in the family needs to step up and uh, become uh, become leader, become black black uh, black panther. Uh, so, yeah, and and it looks and it looks more like a more intimate, more uh, personal story because of a family and and how how things are happening now is like after a death what what do you do within a family and when you have that um aspect of being uh in charge of something far greater than yourself and it would be a very it, it's coming out to be a very interesting story that we haven't seen in the MCU because we do we do have a tragic death within the MCU and and yeah how that is going to speculate uh, how that's going to uh, be a good closure for phase four and we're going to go back in, uh, go, go into phase five with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Quantum Mania and everyone coming in yeah uh, very interesting very interesting indeed uh, very anticipated and how, how this is going to fit in and cater for what is to be uh, the MCU as a whole and for it being its own story. So it could be could be the best movie to come out in Phase 4. Yeah. Not to up-hype it. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think you're allowed to. I feel like I, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's going to be the best out of all of them. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. That's what I think. Very good. Lovely comments. Thank you very much. Um, all right. Well, our next story keeps it in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe because uh, apparently, according to She-Hulk uh, head writer and showrunner Jessica Gao, um, when the show was being pitched, uh, the leader was actually in uh, talks to appear in the show as uh, a villain of sorts, um, whether that was going to be similar to how they kind of handled villains in the show as it turned out more episodically or uh more of an overarching villain like um you know douchebag hulk king mcgee i've forgotten his name already that's how oh, todd that's right it was todd todd uh, todd um yes yeah, so uh sh- she went on to say though that she doesn't actually remember how they got off of uh, the leader um aka samuel stearns um and uh like whether that was because of Kevin Feige being like, no, 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 we have plans for him, leave him alone, or they just moved on to different ideas and just never revisited him as a prospect. Um, but interesting to see that um, he was in discussion, given so many people were kind of maybe guessing that he'd show up in the show, considering it was bringing back all of the Incredible Hulk co- uh, kind of characters, uh, or some of them anyway. Yeah, guilty. And, Yes, and then with the announcement, of course, um, at Comic-Con that, you know, uh, Samuel Stearns was coming back into the MCU finally uh, and will appear in uh, Captain America, New World Order. Um, So, yeah. Um, So I'm I'm okay with this. I don't mind either way. I'm looking forward to how they're going to bring him back in, especially because, you know, it's Tim Blake Nelson and he's a very good actor. So um, I look forward to seeing what he's going to bring um, so many years down the road from his first appearance. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. So, yeah, I, this doesn't change my, my feelings or anything on She-Hulk, really. But, um, but interesting to know that it was discussed, I think. Um, 
Any thoughts from you, Fulia, on this? Honestly, I completely forgot the leader. I had no idea he was even a thing. Yes. Uh, Yes. You're forgiven. It was a long time ago. (laughs) So I'm okay with it, with him not being in in She-Hulk. I think the series itself um, sort of went on its own little path and it ended the way it should, I feel. So I think adding any extra characters to that may have made it a little bit too... Convoluted. Yeah, convoluted, confusing. Um, so yeah. yeah, if they if they've got if they've got um, you know ideas spruiking for the leader in up in an upcoming film or a show, then you know we'll we'll leave it for that time. But right now, She Hulk was who we needed to focus on, and we were I, I'm happy with that. So yeah, great, great, thank you very much, uh, Michael. Um, your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of a blessing in this guy skies of not having the lead leader in us like where where can you put him um because yeah it's just uh i mean it would be nice like you bring back abomination it's like ah oh, it's everyone fr- from the uh incredible hulk movie uh coming back uh, uh except for thunder thunderbolt ross so and you can sort of see where where they're sort of leading, sort of the Hulk sort of side of it. It's it's slowly being sprinkled in other shows as well. Like uh, that post credit scene at the end of She Hulk is maybe an indication that Thunderbolts is going to be in, involved with Abomination and maybe one uh, being in an alternative to what the Thunderbolts versus Val sort sort of thing. So I sort of speculate with that. But going back to the the leader, eh, kind of good that it's probably not uh, going to be in because mm, otherwise, uh, then yeah, for some reason I was thinking then it would have uh, took took away f- from Scar maybe like Hulk's son because that was just out of the blue and then you have oh it's the leader here it's like out of the blue and it's like we're adding so much in why don't you just add the red hulk as well <laughs> it's like everyone everyone's coming in, in the, everybody's the, here it's like everyone's here it's like yeah 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 hulk's back from space and and, and yeah just got crazy so it's kind of good that they they focus more on jen's story instead of setting up more more stuff i mean they did but uh not as out of the blue as everything else. So I'm, I'm happy. And Mm. yeah. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, all right. Crossing the pond to DC. Now, um, we have some whispers, uh, of an upcoming James Gunn DC movie. Woo. Word on the street. He's secretly working on a new film for Warner brothers discovery, uh, that falls under the DC banner. Uh, now we don't know what this movie is at all. They haven't said anything, keeping it very mum. Um, close so, to the chest. Close to the chest. Uh, but uh, yeah, it could be a Suicide Squad sequel, maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we all know he's he's working on season two of Peacemaker at the moment, so I, that's where the focus is. Do you want um, to taste it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah, like, he could even be brought on, brought on board to work with Matt Reeves on one of these uh, 
villain spin-off movies that he's working on. So um, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on over at uh, DC uh, this week at the moment, especially. So um, yeah, I don't know. I I would like to see him do Suicide Squad again. I'm also cool if he doesn't because I really loved his Suicide Squad film, and I don't know how he will top it. Um, <laughs> I mean, he could because he is very talented, um, but. Yeah, I just I just can't wait for Peacemaker season two. Really, that's where I my my head's at. Um, but yeah, or even if he's if he's gonna take on something else, uh, maybe a character we haven't seen before. Uh, <laughs> you know, in in DC, I mean James Gunn loves his obscure deep cuts references, so maybe it'll be a Man Bat movie or <laughs> Condiment <laughs> or King. Yeah, just <laughs> the most fucking weird shit. Um, and get Nathan Phil in to do it. Just that's all I say. <laughs> uh, or Michael Walker. Well, technically, we don't know if um, uh, his character is officially dead. True. I would say he is based on how the movie went. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Weasel is still still running around. Yeah. True. True. Maybe. You know what? Give us the Polka Dot Men prequel movie. I was just <laughs> thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Dust Melchin, and I want to see this uh, story with his mum play out. I, mm. or, or maybe not. Um, <laughs> I think they said all they can within that movie. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I'm just, spoilers to Suicide Squad, I'm just sad that they killed him because he was great. Yeah, he died um, a superhero. He did. He did, gloriously. Anyway, enough from me. Fulia, <laughs> does the idea of a James Gunn DC movie excite you at all? Because I know you tried to watch Suicide Squad or you did watch it and you didn't love it so much because it was a bit violent, I imagine. <laughs> You're overwhelming on the violence side. A, bit, a lot of violence. <laughs> um, this ain't no Marvel movie. No. Um, so the idea of him making another one, does it interest you or are you like maybe wait for a trailer uh look i'm like not phased either way you know good for him for having extra work uh, on his plate for him to that's true to be able to continue on any kind of dc story um whether it is a continuation of suicide squad or if it's going to be something completely new um you know good on him he does wonderful work in general so uh, I reckon it'll be something really awesome regardless. Mm. Uh, I'm just, because I'm not such a huge DC fan myself, I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm, I'm just, I've got no real thoughts <laughs> on what the, the thing could be or whether I, I'm not really excited in general. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, you know, I'll still watch the trailer. It might want me it might get me to watch it i don't know it really depends on what the, the movie or the show is so yeah cool nice all right michael hello uh i'm excited to hear your thoughts on this well i don't really have much to go on because there's not really much to go on <laughs> uh, surprisingly <laughs> um i suppose it's great that he's going to do more with dc uh, because um, the Suicide Squad coming out of the gate was more accepted as a as a uh, within the fan bases, like people really enjoyed it, uh, even though technically it's a flop. 
uh, technically, but not really. (laughs) Yes, we're living in a world where that movie was a flop, but the previous movie won an Oscar. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. (laughs) No, not so, not so ever. But the... I mean, they do have their fans. Like, I am a big fan of uh, James Gunn and, and and all the stuff that he's uh, doing and done, and and uh, I don't know. May, maybe it's not going to be a Suicide Squad. Like, I would like to see him do like other stuff and not just an ensemble. Uh, may, maybe something that's involving like a character, a bit like what he's doing in Peacemaker, where it's all uh, around around uh, one particular character. And uh, Peacemaker is just great and fun and, and just weird and wacky and wonderful. And, uh, yeah, I want to see some, some a bit more of that. I mean, if he's going to do another ensemble, uh, maybe not another Suicide Squad, maybe some, some, some other team, maybe. Uh, I don't know. But it is a shame that it, there's no going to be any more uh, Guardians, which is sad because that, that was my... That was my life and love, uh, but uh, but him crossing the pond and doing some DC stuff. Uh, well, they need it. Mm. Uh, they haven't really had a good track record, and uh, all the stuff that's coming out of Black Adam's sort of not promising. But it is to be seen. I mean, they sort of said, "Fuck it, we're just going to spoil the post-credit scene." So, whatever. oh god, <laughs> I'm so annoyed. I still don't know. I still don't know. Mm, la, 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 oh, la, la. okay. All right. I I don't want to know. Look, I I didn't actually not to jump ahead, but I didn't actually see the post credit scene myself. Like, or like see the Rock talk about it. But I just kind of guessed from different things on the internet that just kind of pointed in the direction of what the post credit scene was. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I, and then I looked it up and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I was right. But still, come on, <laughs> Dwayne. Why, uh, just because your movie isn't good, you want people to sit in seats and see characters that they weren't expecting. Anyway, Michael, go yes. on, gold leader. That's more than I need to hear. <laughs> well, I'm not telling you who it is. That means I'm just going to be expecting someone, so. Yeah, it's Brendan Fraser's Firefly. Anyway, yeah. that we're <laughs> yes. never going to Brendan see. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. You're supposed to be in the Batgirl movie. <laughs> Yeah, they, when, they put the Batgirl movie in the post-credit scene. Uh-huh. All of it, <laughs> all the whole thing. Yeah. So technically, they can still Double write feature. it off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the entire movie goes for goes for five hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good time. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically it. Uh, more, more, more stuff, uh, and more for DC to win because you can't you can't really have like a monopoly with. Um, uh, superhero comic book movies with only one person like passing. It's like, oh, we can do whatever we want, and then, and then all the others are going, what about us? It's like we'll make good movies, and we'll see. Always good to have competition, never mm. a monopoly. Yes, makes things interesting. And the less say about fucking Zack Snyder's verse, the better. Yep, I still stand stand by my flag to the ground is like they're all right spectacly but story-wise get someone else (laughs) yes only we could time travel back and tell them not to do that it'd be sick but still but still 
we're getting a sequel. <laughs> we might be getting some sequels. Mm. Um, that brings us um, to our next and final item in the news this week. Uh, there might be might be some sequels, so take this with, some, with a grain of salt. Uh, the Flash 2 and Man of Steel 2 might Wait, actually what? be happening. Man of Steel 2? Mm. Yep. What? So, in regards to The Flash 2, um, you might be thinking, why and how, uh, given the fact that um, Ezra Miller might be on the verge of uh, going to jail for... Uh, 26 two years. Half, 26 years, yes. I said two and a half decades, yes. 26 years. Um, so... <laughs> Huh. Spanners in works. Um, but apparently, according to DC Warner Brothers Discovery, they are saying that they have written a script on the off chance that the Flash movie is a, is a success. Um, Fingers I crossed. Lo- I love their confidence. Mm. Their I, expectation. Mm. Their so optimism. much optimism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't see this being a success. I have no faith. <laughs> unless ja- unless James Gunn is making DC content, I fucking I have no faith in these people at all. It's gone. I'm sorry. I'm done. Um, especially after, as you mentioned earlier, Mike, the reviews for Black Adam have been quite mediocre. Um, and honestly, I'm not surprised because I was never never super excited or invested in watching that movie. I still will go and see it. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, cause I would like to make up my own mind on if it's actually any good or not, but, you know, setting the expectations low is probably a smart thing. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, I don't think the flash when it eventually does come out, it will be a success. It might be a good movie. Um, but it's just tainted now. So it's just a bit tricky, isn't it? We've been talking about this ad nauseum for months and months. Um, so but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I again, I love their optimism, but yeah, who knows? As for Man of Steel too, um, where word on the street is that they're actively eyeing an official sequel um, to Man of Steel two uh, because they really want to get Henry Cavill to come back and play Superman again. Because um, I think he has said he is still interested. I think I don't know. Uh, he's very busy, obviously, with The Witcher now, so it might be a bit hard to to get him and. Um, and then, you know, if he's not doing The Witcher, he's playing Sherlock Holmes. So there's that. Very That's all right. Just, just lure him away uh, with a, a campaign in D&D, then you'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> or get him to, uh, you know, build a PC for you. Mm. Um, I still need to watch Man of Steel number one. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's no Superman the movie, I will say. Um, but it's... it's it, it does some interesting things. It just, the thing that pisses me off is the way they killed Jonathan Kent in the movie is fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> but no judgment. Clark Kent's uh, adopted dad. Ah, yes. Yes. Okay. Played by Kevin Costner. He may be right. your father, boy, but he ain't your daddy. Yes. Anyway. Um, so, I look, I'd be, you know, again, I have no faith in this, but I I will watch A Man of Steel 2 if it does so come to pass. Especially because I, you know, I want to see if they can redeem Henry Cavill Superman for me in any way. Because I've just never really been completely on board with this dark version of Superman that Zack Snyder tried to do. Um, there's, 
you know, good good things and bad things in it, but that's just, yeah, the way it is. Um, speaking of Zack Snyder, it uh, doesn't appear to, to have his uh, fingerprints on it at this stage. Um, that might change. Uh, who knows? Let's hope it doesn't. Uh, depending on he, certain people. Depending on things, yes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what eventuates. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, DC. Um, <laughs> Michael, Michael, um, yeah. are, you, are you feeling similarly to me or are you a bit more optimistic than I am? Um, I wouldn't down out um, not see it. I mean, it is to be seen on, on The Flash and... Mm. Uh, when they do, and we all know it's going to be a multiverse uh, story, and where that's going to take, <clears throat> where that's going to take us, we don't know. Uh, it could be like it's setting up um, different things, like uh, a new Batman, because word on the street that they they were going to get Michael Keaton to be the Batman in this particular universe and how, and how that explains him being in uh, a Batgirl universe and and having um uh oh crap uh uh Commissioner Gordon uh JK Simmons's mm. version of uh it being in the same universe and Oh, it's all all crazy and 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 sci-fi and shit, mm. and how that's going to explain it. But I suppose they just said said no, we won't do Batman. And then yeah, it's it. I'm just interested in what they what they're going to do, and it could be it could be that they they are going to replace. Um, uh, Miller at the end mm. of that episode, uh, at the end of that movie and they're going to reintroduce uh, a new a new flash or maybe they they're going to do a bacon bacon switch of uh the other flash from the TV show and that and that's going to be the the other flash maybe mm. uh there, there's a lot of things in the air so I'm 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 skeptical, but I'm also not going to pass judgment until I see something. Uh, and as for Man of Steel two, yeah, uh, it was a weird film, weird choices. Um, and when I say weird choices, just downright stupid and do not make sense. And it was yep. that. <laughs> I think it was that movie that made everyone realize it's like this is absolute like at the end absolute carnage how how many people died in that <laughs> and i suppose everyone's sort of sort of speculating it's like wow we we've been watching shows and tv shows that have this and no one bats an eyelid of uh, what are the casualties <laughs> and so <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, the the re uh, the rest of uh, media sort of changed up a bit. It's like, well, uh, we can't really destroy the in, 
an entire city block without mentioning, yeah, shit does go down and and stuff. So, and what story are they going to do with uh, Superman in this world now? Uh, considering what has happened after Justice League, I mean, uh, there is... Uh, confusion of which version of the justice league movie is going to be canon within within this series of movies i mean mm. I, I think the studio is saying well the whedon version is the definitive because it was yeah. it was released in cinema and how uh the snyder snyder version is just uh, a one-off and a, and a funny pastime and everything like that but having said that, then you got your rabid fans and bots and <laughs> and everything in between going after it and anything that's not part of the Schneiderverse uh, is being ridiculed and absolutely dunked on with no real reason for it. I mean, you sort of saw it with uh, a, a trailer spot for da for Black Adam how they kicked up a stink because one particular shot was not in the the Snyder version of Justice League, but the Whedon Justice League. Yeah. One shot. Jesus. And so they they took it down and they changed it. Wow. So I'm very, very... I'm optimistic, but I'm also tired. I'm just tired. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, me too. I love the fact that James Gunn's doing stuff within this particular universe and how it doesn't have to be part of anything. Uh, and just call it something else, please. Not just Man of Steel 2. Just call it something else. I yeah, mean, I'm have sure they'll tack on some kind of colon thing. Yeah, right? just have Henry Cavill come back as Superman, but it takes place after uh, Flashpoint, where mm. it is the version that we know, but it's not. So what... I can't believe I'm saying this, but what the MCU is doing with X-Men. Yeah. As in we get um, Patrick Stewart as Professor X, but not... The Professor X from the from the Fox universe, uh, a different sort of Professor X, and mm -hmm. I think this is what uh, maybe Deadpool is going to address and see what happens. Yeah. Same so, so, same actor, different continuity. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, all right. And as my rambling way of saying. Do better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, well said. Well said. All right, let's roll on out of the no-day news uh, for this week um, because we have to now roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Yes, yeehaw, indeed. Uh, it is a trailer park time, which means uh, we're going to start by talking about, of course, 
the uh, trailer that dropped this week for season five of The Crown. Um, my goodness. Um, this felt very melodramatic. Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, interesting choice to put this kind of orchestral, darker version of Bittersweet Symphony as the music. I get why, I suppose, just because it's a 90s song. We're in the 90s now. It's, a, it's you know, a, an English song as well. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, it was a fine trailer um, and a good uh, indication of where the show is heading. I am... I will just say this, as a Michael Jackson fan, I am a bit nervous about them putting uh, Martin Bashir in this, because for those who don't remember, Martin Bashir was the one responsible for that abhorrent Living with Michael Jackson documentary that kind of began the downward spiral of, you know, before the second round of allegations came out and the trial and all that stuff. There's that documentary where, you know, he was... You know, he's just kind of really painted MJ in this really awful light. Uh, it was really, really bad. Um, and, of course, to go back to The Crown, um, in the last year or so, um, he's been uh, kind of uh, shamed out of the industry, really, because of the the Princess Diana interview we're actually going to see in this uh, season. Um, yeah, I can't remember the exact problem that happened, but it was, yeah, Bashir again was like, like he just manipulated Dai, I think. Um, so yeah, we're going to see how that kind of plays out. So I'm fascinated. I'm curious, but I'm just concerned. I hope they portray Bashir as a bad person because he really is. Um, so, um, yeah, so that has me interested and curious. Um, and I, yeah, I can't wait to, you know, see speaking of, Die Elizabeth Debicki uh, portraying her looks the part magnificently. Um, so many people have played Diana now in recent years, and it, I'm it's just insane. Um, but they're all they've all done a fabulous job. Mm. I haven't really seen a bad portrayal yet, um, which is really cool. Um, so that's that's nice. Um, can't wait to see her and um, and yeah, and whatever else is you know happens with regards to the monarchy in the 90s i don't really know too much else outside yeah. of the princess diana of it all so I'm, yeah. I'm excited to learn more about that and and to see uh imelda staunton take, yes. take on the the title role um and uh uh what's his what's his bloody name playing philip um uh, jonathan price is it yes yeah jonathan, jonathan price, price. Yeah. yeah he's a he's an amazing actor um, so I really am looking forward to seeing him, um, uh, the most, I think. Um, yeah, so it's going to be good. It's going to be dramatic as hell, um, and intense. And, uh, well, I think I read something that m- maybe this season isn't going to end with Diana's death and that's going to carry into season six, six, the last season, which I find interesting. Um, mm. but, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll see how it all plays out. I'm sure yeah. it's going to be phenomenal regardless. Cause yeah. They haven't had a bad season yet, in my opinion. So, um, anyway, that's my thoughts. <laughs> Fulia? Yes. How are you feeling about this? I am... Um, I don't know how I feel. There's just a lot more 
drama than what past seasons have given us so far. It seems that way, doesn't it? And it's going to get a lot darker mm. as well. Um, especially with the whole thing of, with the, the whole controversies are surrounding Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, I am also looking forward to, um, oh, what was her name again? Sorry, Elizabeth Debicki mm-hmm. um, portraying mm-hmm. that role. So that's going to be really interesting. Uh, and Imelda Staunton as well, um, just to sort of get... Uh, what's her name from Harry Potter out of my Umbridge. <laughs> Umbridge. <laughs> she, at least this way, I'll be able to remember re- remember her as the queen instead now. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> queen. Because every time... Because every time I see every time I see Imelda in anything, it just immediately reminds me yeah. of Umbridge, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> so it'll be really cool to just be reminded to her uh, as some as, as in a different role now. Um, uh, I'm also very I'm also very curious about um, Dominic West, who's going to be playing Prince Charles, mm. um, and what happens with him and. Camilla at that stage as well. Mm. We saw a, a quite a few shots of those two. Um, obviously, they're in love, and now even though Princess Diana's not living with them, he's gone off having a relationship with Camilla as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. So there's that controversy as well. Mm. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious about what's happening in that little triangle, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. Uh so Very we'll, true. yeah, so we'll see what happens in this season. Um you you think that we're not going to get it or do you did you get information that we're not going to get? Well, I remember seeing something recently. Um apparently yeah, they're not they're not going to be doing her death right, in this right. season. Right, right. Okay. Which I just I'm going to take it with a grain of salt only because I feel like storytelling wise, it makes sense, especially when they've said season six is the last season. But then again, I suppose there's not a lot really to do in season six after Diana's death. Cause you kind of just have the death of the queen mother and Margaret, the marriage of Camilla to mm. Charles. Uh, and then of course, Will and Harry getting married yeah. and then Philip and the queen passing away. So that's kind of all you've, re- the main events I, that come to mind mm. that you really have to deal with. Um, so there Andrew. could be some cool stuff. Oh yeah. Andrew. Thank you. Andrew and Andrew as well. Oh, I wonder if we'll see Fergie this season. Mm. I'd like to see, see Fergie. Um, that'd be cool. Um, maybe not. Maybe, or maybe we probably will. It's the nineties. Are we going to um, see some toe sucking? <laughs> yeah, let's let's go Netflix. Um, <laughs> yeah. After fucking Game of Thrones on Monday, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh God, images. Um, yeah, so I don't know. So I feel like it would make sense for them to end it, but then again, yeah, it depends on what kind of what events they're going to touch on for the last season, I right? Suppose, yeah, and how yeah. that's going to end. Okay, essentially, but yeah, yeah well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yes. Very good. Thank you. Michael. Hmm? Um, what did you make of this trailer? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am not a royalist at all. Um, mm-hmm. Watching this for entertainment purposes is 
a bit hard because I had a couple of issues from last season where it's a bit like the it's a bit like the Game of Thrones uh, now. It's actually jumping from thing to thing, and mm. you don't really have time to actually like get down to the nitty gritty of uh, particular issues that happened in that time. And I suppose it's probably going to be the same in this, like in all the other seasons as well, where each episode is like the actual thing and then we uh, actual issue and go into the, the different, uh, go on to a different thing ne- next episode. Uh, having said that, <clears throat> uh, the way things are planning out, uh, I suppose it's going to be more fo- focused on the uh, Charles and... Uh, and Diana and Camilla sort of a, a throuple relationship sort of thing. Hopefully, we'll get we'll get a mention of uh, Charles uh, declaring that he wants to be Camilla's tampon. I want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Mm. Remember, you have to describe it like I that. Think, yeah. Me. Him, he described himself. As yeah, he's he, yeah. So that's why I say King Charles the Third is also uh, self-described as uh, Camilla's tampon. Hmm, I forgot about that. Wow, yeah. a lot of people have. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't I, even know. There you go. Yeah. Until now. <sighs> yep. History, dude. And if they don't say it, then they're rewriting history. Get down to the nitty gritty. It's not a nice family. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I don't suppose they're going to. I suppose in the last episode that they'll just mention as like, like this is the last of Diana, as well. They probably won't show it, but they'll just explain it's like yeah, and and then and Diana tragically passed on uh, that particular time. Yeah. They could like, like the the it could like fade to black on her like in Paris, and we don't see the crash or anything. And then season six opens her entering the car, maybe. Yeah, maybe her. Yeah, her getting into the car, and that's it. The first episode is the funeral, maybe. In the first episode is the funeral and the fallout and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, like I don't know if I've said this before, but because you know the the movie The Queen with Helen Mirren kind of covered. the fallout of Princess Diana's death and, you know, the Queen's position on public mourning and all that stuff. Yeah, and, that's Which true. was also written by Peter Morgan, who is the Crown showrunner. So yeah. whether or not he wants to retell old stories or no, do I don't think so. I think, I think you say, yeah. ah, if you want more information, see my movie. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd, and then I suppose we'll probably get we'll probably get Tony Blair in this as well. We will, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've got John Major, the fucking boring ass piece of shit that he is, uh, and then and then yeah, Tony Blair, because because mm. prime ministers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And then yeah. just balls to the wall, just crazy shit next season where we we just got the 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 Andrews and the, and the Harry and Megan <laughs> controversy apparently. And and then yeah, the proroguing of Parliament with Boris Johnson, and then Liz meets Liz, and then she dies. Yeah, and then the final shot of the series will just be a head of lettuce. 
Yeah. Yeah. Toppling over. Toppling over. And, and then Boris coming back. Ooh, the future. Ooh. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing the Conservative Party that uh, they've gone downhill. And last hurrah. Go for Boris. Mm. To completely cement their feet into the cement and <laughs> chucked into the Thames. Yeah. No more Tories. <laughs> no more Tories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm also happy that uh, a couple of royalists are really pissed off with this TV show too. That makes, oh, really? That makes me happy. It's like, oh, nice. this, this is not history. This is, this, this, is, this, is, this is drama. This is speculation. It's like, hmm. True, but they're not going in hard enough. <laughs> yeah, they could be a bit more scathing. Yeah. If they really wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I like to watch, like, a dysfunctional family on welfare. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I bursting your bubble? Anyway. No. And if no. we Sorry. Go go on. I was just gonna finish up. Ah, very good. Yeah, yes. um uh, and if this uh podcast is gonna be talking about it, um and we do like a little quicker review, uh I'll watch it too. Yes. It'll good. most likely happen. We'll yeah. <laughs> We'll definitely be watching it. Yep. Cool. Yes. Uh, you'll say, you two will say your piece and then give me half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe we won't. Um, yeah. Maybe that should be its own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to. Don't spoil it. <laughs> what? Remember? Oh. Mm. Yeah, it's called, it's called The Monarchy and the Mockery. <laughs> the Monarchy and the Mockery. On the monthly. On the monthly. At, at Winifred's. At Winifred's. It'll be Next my month. first cameo. <laughs> <laughs> That'd no. be awesome if we can. <laughs> well, if we can't, if we can't get Wayne, um, then we'll, we'll, Mike, if you want to join and and uh, have have fun with that. <laughs> nah. but, I, I don't. I don't like yucking people's yums. No. <laughs> Even though it's about history. Mm. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. When is it coming out, Kendall? <laughs> the Crown season five will be dropping on Netflix on the 9th of November. So very soon. Same week as Wakanda Forever. <sighs> Good times. Busy week. Busy, busy week that week. All right. Let's move on to our next trailer. Mm -hmm. um, this is for an upcoming adaptation of a book. Uh, by a similar name, uh, starring Tom Hanks. This is a man called Otto. Mm. Um, I'm supposing this is just a feel-good story about an old man who doesn't hate the world, just hates the people in it. Um, and, uh, you know, his heart growing three sizes bigger and, and you know, saving Christmas. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta say as much as i love tom hanks and i've been i hate to say this too just because i've been on his ass lately because i just anyway he's been disappointing me i don't buy tom hanks as a grumpy old man 
it doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, he's too fucking nice. <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's Mr. Nice Guy. That's his whole shtick is Tom, Tom Hanks is the, you know, the unless, nice guy of Hollywood. Unless you trip over his wife. Unless you trip over his wife. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And then he'll launch at you. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Quite fairly. Um, <laughs> mm. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, everyone, and everyone was, oh, sorry, Mr. Hanks. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> don't upset Tom Hanks. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I don't know. This trailer was fine. It showed a, a lot. It, they put a lot of the movie in this trailer, I think, probably too much. Especially because, like, the trailer, it felt like, it started off like a teaser just kind of setting up that this, there's this old man who, you know, he's, he's a, a widower. He's on, living on his own. Um and he's just a bit, you know, miserable and, and, and stuff and not a good people person anymore. Um, and I thought it was just kind of going to be about, like, the various neighbours and people that he t- interacts with. And then the movie, sorry, the trailer gets into what the movie's going to be, which is, you know, him getting these new neighbours and then they're, like, this loving family and they, you know, melt the ice of his heart, essentially. Um, so, yeah, a lot. A lot was shown. Um, it looks like it might be an alright movie. Apparently the original film adaptation, which was a foreign film, I can't remember what country, um, because the book isn't English, I don't believe, originally. Um, So, skeptics, get your hats off, because this isn't an American remake of a foreign movie, it is an American adaptation of a book. So, maybe that won't go so badly. Um, Country? Swedish. 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 A man man called Ove. Yes, that's the one. Um, yeah, I heard very good things about that film adaptation, the Swedish film adaptation they did. So, um, yeah, hopefully the Americans uh, get it right. Um, and Tom Hanks will give a good performance regardless uh, whether or not I think he can play a grouchy man or not. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. Um, yeah, I may or may not watch this. have not decided. Mm. Fulia, what do you think about this one? He's gone from Mr. Rogers to... Yeah. <laughs> He was so good in Miss. That's the fucking. It's such a good movie. That's the fucking problem with I'm having with Tom Hanks <laughs> is that he played Mister Rogers and it was perfection. Yes. And then everything he's done since has been trash. So anyway, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Tom. We love you. We love you. Don't hurt me, Mister Hanks. Anyway, go on. go on. Upon watching this trailer, I did. Um, kind of feel the same way as you in the sense that I'm seeing Tom Hanks but I'm not seeing a grumpy old man mm. uh, but in saying that it was still a it was still an alright trailer um, and the story looks you know cute and funny enough that it might appeal to some um, to some people mm-hmm. I might still end up watching this it does look like it's going to be a bit of fun at least um, I feel like there's going to be a couple of emotional moments in this film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we already know what's going to happen at the end just by looking at this trailer. <laughs> um, so his yeah, wife comes I mean, back as a zombie. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a spooky season. Yeah. Yeah. It's spooky. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not too fussed with. You know, Tom Hanks being a grumpy old man, he just he just needs to sell it more, I think. <laughs> but maybe he's not working for you. But we'll see. I'm I'm we'll still see. I'm probably still gonna end up watching it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
Good. Good, good, good. Michael, how are, you, how are you feeling? Similar to us or completely different? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the idea of uh, Tom Hanks, like, getting out of, like, the... Uh, <laughs> the the America's dad sort of nice guy so, sort of uh, box that he's in and I don't know uh, thinking about it um, it could be the fact that because he has this reputation uh, it will probably add to the, the the story and the character because you don't just cast Tom Hanks to do something like this and not have the sort of sudden it's like oh I'm, I'm not sure about this maybe his character was like a nice guy and until uh, until his wife's passing and then and and he turned out uh, he turned to what he is now and and then at the end yeah yeah and at the end he turns into nice guy and and papa papa otto sort, sort mm. of thing so mm-hmm. it, it kind of intrigues me because watching it is like, oh, what's this? And oh, he's a bit of bit of a cantankerous old fart. So, and yeah, I I, I think it's fine. I think I think it's a quite interesting movie. And and where and it looks interesting where they're going to take it as well. So, um, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe this movie will bring him back to the glory days. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Pinocchio was a piece of shit. But having said that, it's not because of Tom Hanks. Surely not. Like at all. Okay. Um, it was just uh, yeah, it it was what it was and is what it is. Uh, but this one looks very interesting. It looks like an in, uh, an indie film, and uh, always always love a bit of uh, indie inspired sort sort of stuff. A very simple premise and makes you feel good feel good and yeah and it looks very interesting uh when is this going to be um in front of our eyeballs kendall well, um, not ours in Australia at this stage. No date just yet. Uh, but if you're in the US, you can watch uh, A Man Called Otto uh, on the 13th of January. Mm. Mm. New Year. New Year. So not yes. in front of our eyeballs yet. Not no. just yet. But what about my eyeballs? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, we have one more final trailer to discuss. Uh, and we're switching things up this week. Uh, because we're going to talk about a game trailer. <laughs> um, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> um, but it is something that kind of crosses the streams of our interests, if you will, um, because it is a trailer uh, for the uh, brand new Ghostbusters game, Spirits Unleashed. Um, this game just came out this week. And uh, yeah, this is a really cool game trailer um i am not obviously a, a huge gamer as is very much aware to everyone um but uh but i you know if someone were to present me with the game i would not say no to playing it um it looks fun um you know it's set in a, in a world that i love and have adored for most of my life um so that's cool 
Um, I kind of like how in the trailer, um, Razor Colt just happens to be two doors down from the firehouse, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't think is the case in the films. Um, But they've never really explicitly said, I don't think, um, where it is. Uh, But I thought that was cool, obviously, as well. Dan Aykroyd um, and uh, Ernie Hudson are reprising their roles as Mm -hmm. as Ray and Winston, um, respectively, which is really cool to see. I wouldn't put it past any of the other legacy cast members to make cameo appearances. Probably not Bill Murray, but, um, you know, we could, could see someone like Annie Potts potentially rocking up. Um, mm. That would that would be cool. Um, but, as yeah. A, no. As a side mission. <laughs> as, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so it, it just... I, I, I kind of like the idea of, of, you know, this game that you get to be a Ghostbuster... Um, but you can also be the, uh, yeah, a ghost if you want. Um, that's kind of cool. Two sides to the gameplay. Um, and, you know, actually maybe going into the spirit world as well as part mm. of part of your job as a Ghostbuster. That's kind of freaky. And something that hasn't been explored in Ghostbusters lore before, I don't think. Well, so, well not... Not in the movies, anyway. No, no. No, no. I think maybe in other media, maybe in the t- the animated TV shows, maybe they might have done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the previous um, game. And another game. Oh, okay. And another game. All right, there you go. But that looks interesting to me as someone who's never really seen that kind of aspect of the world before. Mm. Um, that's kind of intriguing. And yeah, it just looks like it's fun. And it looks like a fun, easygoing sort of, you know... Just uh, immersive experience um, where people can actually, you know, be Ghostbusters if they want. So, yeah, I'm all for this game um, and I might play it one day. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Take that with the biggest grain of salt ever. Um, A big but, chunk but, yeah. of salt. Big, massive chunk of salt. But, yeah, it looks it looks really good. I'm just glad it looks good as, yeah. as mm-hmm. someone who's such a huge fan of this these movies, yes, the fact that they seem to have done it justice in some sense with this game is, mm. is nice. So that's cool. I can breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> um, Fulia, yes. take it away, resident gamer. <laughs> what does Foolish Fuji think of this? Uh, okay, so if I was to just look at this as a non-Ghostbusters fan, I probably would be like, I'm not sure if this is a game for me. Right. But in saying that, because I am a newly established Ghostbusters fan, mm-hmm. uh, I am uh, saying that this looks very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you can play either as a Ghostbuster or as a ghost seems like it's going to be a lot of fun either way. The fact that you can be a ghost and just wreak havoc and and you know possess different objects mm-hmm. throughout the uh, throughout the game mm-hmm. looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the fact that you can also play solo or multiplayer is also really great Mm. i love that idea of being able to play with friends on uh online and all that sort of stuff so that you can you can bust some ghosts together that's gonna be lots of fun and I feel like a certain listenator and a foolish Fuji should do that. <laughs> uh, I, I would totally watch that live stream. Yes. Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> Saying it right now. Putting it out into the universe. <laughs> yes. Force his hand. Maybe, maybe, on maybe. The Fred, maybe on the Fred channel. Mm. <laughs> multi-stream. Multi-stream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, yes, uh, it looks like it's really cool. Uh, the fact that Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson are voicing their original characters is also really cool. Yeah. Um, as soon as I heard their voices, I was like, oh, yay, they're actually in it, which is really awesome. Um, so that kind of got me a little excited and yeah, just like graphically looks really cool. Um, and I think it's only available for PC and new gen consoles. I think, oh no, I think I saw Xbox one and PS4. Okay. I think. Oh, okay. That's cool. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I know that I know that uh, you, Michael, have already played a Ghostbusters game that I watched you play uh, live, which was actually was it was that the one that you were referring to? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, that looked so I've never played that one before, but it looks really it looks really interesting. Um, and yeah, no, I I feel like for me it hasn't been a day one pickup, but. Uh, I would be very keen to maybe check it out at some point. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Michael. News. Um, what do you reckon? Yes. Uh, not really a gamer uh, per se. I, I just dabble. Uh, but as a, 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 a Ghostbusters lore expert, <laughs> not really. <laughs> but um, yeah, I played the previous game that came out in two thousand and nine. Um, it's it was sort of uh, pe- people who have played it and actually enjoy um, the Ghostbusters sort of expanded universe. It, it's more akin to what a third Ghostbusters movie could have been uh, because you had the original cast coming back, uh, including Walter Peck, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, back when Harold Ramis was still with us, uh, played Egon as well. And Aww. yeah, and yeah, that dabbled with um, stuff uh, coming back, and you actually went into like the ghost world, uh, like uh, not, uh, an alternative universe, and where the ghosts came from, and and all that, which is fun. Um, yeah, and that does happen in the cartoons as well, where they sort of uh, there was one episode that I remember that they actually go into the. Um, into the uh, uh, trap cleaner sort of uh, storage facility because they needed to get a go- uh, ghost in there and it just looked like it was from another world so- sort of thing, like this compacted sort of thing. So, yeah, uh, premise is awesome. Mm. Um, it looks like this uh, game sort of takes place after Afterlife where, like... Um, uh, where, where you got uh, Ray um, still still there and sort of like your your mentor uh, talk, talking about um, previous uh, back in my day sort sort of guy sort of the old wise man and and of course you you've got uh, Ernie Hudson's character being like the benefactor and it's like it's like and being being in charge of the monies and it's like make sure you don't you know destroy public property too much because. Uh, money's not cheap <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah it definitely looks like it's a, a good um, platform of where like other movies are going to be because they are they are uh, gearing up for, an, for another Ghostbusters movie uh, 
probably more based in the in New York as well. So they're going back to go back to the stomping grounds of New York and and was it eight? I can't can't remember the number. Like eighty four uh, hook something firehouse. Oh, uh, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, hook and ladder. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Something, something. Yeah. Eight letter eight. Is it number eight? I can't remember. I think it's eighty something, eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. I can't remember either way. Uh, yeah, and the the gameplay looks really cool. It reminds me of um, uh, the multiplayer game tool. It's it's sort of akin to that um, sort of uh, Friday the Thirteenth game where. You either play as uh, campers or you play as Jason, uh, and sort of like that sort of thing. But you're playing hide and seek as a ghost, and you have a selective time. It, it looks like fun if you're with multiplayer uh, capabilities. Mm. So it it looks like a bit of fun. Uh, I would just play for the like the um uh the not necessarily for the multiplayer, but for the for the single player story mode. See, see what happens because uh, I'm I'm a big sucker of law. <laughs> and see where things go. Yes, mm. and mm. to just um, reiterate what platforms this is out on, it's out on all gen consoles: so PS4, PS5, Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X and S, and of course on PC. No Switch. Nice. No Nintendo. No. It's <laughs> the one. I, you don't want this game on Nintendo Switch, honestly. Why? <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> not with not with the graphics we're getting in this game. I don't think so. And the developers are Illphonic. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. And Ghost Corp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying desperately to make this into a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, IP is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when is this being dropped? Even though it already has. Well, it came out uh, earlier this week on the 18th. Yes, it did. Um, so um, it is available to purchase, to buy physically, digitally, um, if you have any of the aforementioned consoles or PC yes. uh, capabilities. And if you're in Australia, go to JB Hi-Fi because that's where you can find it as well. <laughs> no, i got Steam, so I'm fine. <laughs> All right, fine. Don't, don't buy it from JB. See if we can. Now I'll just buy a, a, a certificate, not a certificate, a gift card. Of Steam. <laughs> you can get those. You can get those at JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, I'll, I'll go there and come back. <laughs> it's like, why did I do this? It was just a complete waste of time and energy and money for petrol. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. That's that's that. Yeah. Trailer park's done. Yep. Yes. We're rolling on and out, guys. We're rolling on out because now. What? It's time for the moment. Ah. The segment. Oh. The section. Shit. The part. Fuck. The place. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The spot in the show we like to call. See you next Tuesday. Popcorn culture. It's popcorn culture time. These elves coming from Endor, picking out gerbs. Fucking goobags. Um. Anyway. Oh, South Park. Um. Good. It's popcorn culture time, and we are shifting our focus from the realm of Marvel 
and their cinematic universe um, because uh, we are going to uh, return to a galaxy far, far away for Popcorn Culture this week as we discuss our thoughts on the latest episode of Andor Season Season seven? Nah, episode four. <laughs> season seven. <laughs> Someone's excited. Yeah. Um, so episode we went from, seven. So we went from Disney to Disney. Disney. Disney to Disney. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We jumped real far. Um, <laughs> on the Disney yes. Plus channel. On the Disney Plus uh, interface. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. The announcement is the name of this week's episode of Andor. Um, and uh, yeah, like it was, it was a good episode. Like I, I had the time to watch it twice so I kind of I think I got more out of it the second time because when you're going in the first time watching you know anything Star Wars you're kind of just you're hoping for excitement you're hoping for spectacle and all this stuff and Andor has been one of these shows where it's kind of dumb like dulled down on the spectacle which is fine not a complaint not complaining um but but yeah I was I like upon Rewatching it and just kind of taking in the way it all unfolded, I was like, "No, this is fucking awesome." Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, still very much enjoying this show and the way it's kind of drip feeding us the formation of the rebellion um, and kind of giving us a very interesting character arc for Cassian that I did not expect, given the way he is in Rogue One. Um, I mean, it's not too far removed, I suppose, from his character there, but, um, yeah, he's not really, like, he's, he's interested in the rebellion, but not really. <laughs> he just kind of wants to, you know, be squirreled away somewhere and mind his own business, um, while, you know, other people kind of do their thing. Um, yeah, but- so, um, what's so good of having a reward if you can't spend it? Exactly. Hmm. He just wants to spend the money he, he got hmm. for, you know... Stealing from the Empire and killing a dude. Or seven. Um, so, yeah. But no, collateral. I love this. I, yes, collateral. I loved this episode. I thought it was I thought it was really, really good. Um, Fulia, your initial overall thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, no, it was a, it was a good episode. Um, you know, the, the, it doesn't start off with, you know, Cassian straight away, no. which was really interesting. Mm. Um, they decided to sort of delve more into the imperial side of things first, uh, and you know, getting more information about how the whole heist. You know, they everybody knows about it now. Mm. It's all over the news. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody uh, is now on a high alert. Um, they're starting to put down new rules, new policies, mm-hmm. uh, new down. laws. <laughs> and yeah, it was just sort of interesting that when we did get to Cassian, it was literally just him trying to find a way to get him and his adopted mother, essentially, um, to, to flee the planet and go somewhere completely uh, more safe mm. um, and relaxing, less mm. stressful. Uh, so yeah, no, it was uh, overall. I really enjoyed this episode. We got a lot more, very dialogue heavy in this one. Mm. Um, not, not. Mm, I don't think we really got much action at all, apart from when we got to the end. That's about it. Mm. Um, so that was interesting, and a couple of flashbacks, but they were interesting flashbacks. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, really enjoyed this one. 
Yeah. Nice. Nice. Michael, um, how did this one sit with you initially? Um, really good. I really, really enjoy it. Like the aftermath and where, where things are going, where each character is, where, where they are in their particular, um, story, story arc is, re- is getting really interesting. Like, um, like, uh, Mofra's, you know, it's it sort of thing. She wasn't really, a uh, she hasn't, she's not the person that we know, know just yet and where things are going. And how this is, uh, it is a crack in the um, empire of what's been happening. Is like, oh shit, something's going down. We need to shut everything in. It's like when you're living in a in a life of luxury, like like what what's been happening in Coruscant, and and just just there's little cracks of, of rebellion, and uh, very soon they're going to be huge, and maybe at the end of the this particular season it's going to be all out it's like the uh rebellion is going to be uh more of a presence and may maybe uh uh yeah stuff's going to happen and i'm really enjoying it uh yeah very dialogue heavy but i just love dialogue I just love stories of characters just talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily... Like, you can have, like, the spe- spectacle in that. But uh, but with the stories between characters and, yeah, and just dealing with, like, um, issues that uh, that are in Star Wars, but they're more upfront in this particular story and episodes and... And I'm really enjoying it, and I'm just happy that I'm witnessing it. It's it's uh, keyed my interest in Star Wars again. At last, Star Wars is for adults. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much, very much. Um, cool. Well, I thought we might start by talking about Cyril, mm. considering I, th- I feel like his his uh, tale in this episode is probably the the least meaty. Of the of yeah. the uh, character stuff we get, um, but one of my favorite favorite shots as well is with him. <laughs> I think I I I can guess which one it might yeah. be. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of like the fact that he was the bookend of the show. Like he opened the episode mm. and he also closed it. Yeah. Um, that was pretty interesting. Uh, the fact that he's just kind of now resigned to this job. Uh, that he's, you know, because of who his family is, you know, he was able to get uh, into this uh, place in, in the Empire. I think it was called the Bureau of Standards or something like that. Hmm. Um, very interesting. Admin. Maybe it's, maybe, yeah, admin admin work. I don't know if it's... kind of looked like a call center. It looked like a call center. It looked like a, a the Star Wars equivalent of a, of a cubicle uh, office, mm. um, which I found kind of, yeah, uh, interesting. Um, and I'm just really curious about, about him and what his, you know, like he's clearly still seething about what happened on Ferrix and how he feels wronged by, uh, the outcome of, of, of all of that. Um, so he's going to be hanging on to that for a long time, whether or not, like, I guess how that's going to play out. I don't know. I kind of have no idea, but I feel like it's, there's going to be, I don't know. I feel like it could go either way of him just com- completely freaking out and just tracking down Cassian on some vendetta, maybe, or he actually joins the rebellion. Yeah, him going postal. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like he's either going to, yeah, yeah, become a vigilante or just um, actually, you know, forsake his family and the, em- and the Empire and um, join up with the rebels. I feel like that's where it's headed, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, Fulia, what, what did you think about uh, Cyril in this episode? I, I have the same feeling as you, the fact that there's a... There, there, I just have this tiny little instinct that's saying that he might end up joining the rebellion. But at the same time, you can tell that he really wants his... As he says in the show, he wants his name to be cleared of all the charges that's been laid against him. Um, and he's not happy about what's happened. No. Um, in that sort of situation. So... The fact that um, he's now had no choice but to take on this new job, uh, thanks to an uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I he looked so bored. I know. He in that in that like chair in that little cubicle. He just just looks so bored, just turning the little knob mm. and just going through everything. And I'm like, yeah, I don't see myself working in a job like that <laughs> ever. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, no, like not, there's not a lot happened with Cyril in this episode, but, um, it was still kind of fascinating at the same time. And every time we see him having breakfast, it's always cereal and blue milk. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love the blue milk references. Yeah. yeah. He's, it's like the only thing he ever eats. Yeah. That's, that's, we just see him eat breakfast. Yeah, that's all we see. Probably all he can afford. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's down on his luck. His name is his name's been tarnished. He has to go back to live with his mum. Mm. Living living and nine to five nine to five job. And yeah, I'll just keep on talking, sorry. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah, just and only having a job because within family, so he's he's being ridiculed by his mum. So that's another another thing that he has to face, basically. So I, I yeah, I'm gonna gonna suggest he's probably gonna snap, like mm. maybe pretty soon. <laughs> and ah, <laughs> and, oh, and yeah, my favourite thing in this episode is the mouse droid. Is above <laughs> is above him, yeah. Which just indicates is like where he is at this present time. A That's fucking ma- mouse droid. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get Unreal. a you go around me. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Just mm. no dialogue. Just just status. And it's also it's a it's also like a member berry as well. It's like oh I know that one. It's like ooh. That's that's good. that's good storytelling right there. Mm-hmm. You don't need to say shit. It's like where where this character is, and where and where this character is going to go. Who knows? Maybe rebellion. Maybe lone wolf. Sort of. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I I can't. I don't know. I can't see him like bounty this. hunter. <laughs> maybe, 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 like. Just going outside of the law is like fuck it. If if I'm getting shit on by the Empire, I'm gonna go outside. I'm I'm, I'm yeah, I'm gonna be a bounty hunter. Or he doesn't look like 
the violent type, though. That's the thing. Like, no. his he was in the army, though. He, yeah, but his character's been set up as the one that doesn't really go out into the front lines, generally. No. He just, you know, orders people to do it for him. Well, that's the thing. This is This is what I love about this TV show, where the issues are, and it can be a parallel, like, take of the real world of if you are grinding people like to the ground because know your place sort of thing of course you're going to have um uh, you, got, you you are like it like uh leia says um the more you tighten your grip the more star systems are going to slip through your fingers including people who are who are being downtrodden and the people will rise if mm. you do this and that's why I love about it. It's, you're sort of seeing something of a character either going to become like a rebellion sort of leader or he's going to be a lone wolf and he's going to, I don't know, shoot up a Starbucks or something. I don't know. It, it's The choices are there and uh, I'm watching in bated breath and I'm worried and, and excited at the same time. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird <laughs> It's weird having this fe- feeling with a fucking Star Wars TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is, isn't it? Like, you're sort of seeing Breaking Bad in Star Wars. Maybe he's going to cook some meth. Maybe he's going to make death sticks. I don't know. It's going to be fantastic. Do you have any death sticks? You want to buy any death sticks? (laughs) I want to go home and rethink my life. (laughs) Maybe I'm in a simulation because it's the same guy from The Matrix. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, yes. Do you like the girl with the red dress? Yeah, <laughs> things are afoot mm. with with one Cyril, so we will be keeping an eye on him very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, next, um, let's get into the ISB, so our imperial, imperial uh, collective of officers and supervisors that are uh, dealing with, you know, some kind of uh, uh, workplace situations that are not so great. <laughs> um, I. I'm really fascinated by this character, uh, Mira, the blonde supervisor, mm. who we've kind of been following uh, in this part of the story. Um, I I love her determination and the fact that she's taking no, like not taking no for an answer. She's just doing things her own way and getting the answers because she's trusting her gut. Um, I so I really like her in that sense. I'm curious to see where her story is headed and how it will, you know, I feel like I can't see her defecting from the Empire. I feel like she's going to rise through the ranks. Mm. At least that's what the vibe this episode kind of gave me. But I suppose the wise words to her of watch your back might come back to bite her in the ass mm. at some point. Yeah. Um, but I, I really much enjoyed that that scene of like, you know, Super, Supervisor Blevin was just like, I'm coming for you, Mira. Ha, your days are numbered. And then the, the head supervisor guy was like, no, she's right. You're wrong. Get fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Moana is now hers. Uh, so suck it. Um, I yeah, I really kind of liked the mind games that, and manipulation that they're all kind of playing with each other and how it's, how it's written and how it's being unfolded. A lot of the jargon, I will say, is going over my head. Yeah. I don't know if that's a bit clunky or not or yeah. or it's just or if it's just a little convoluted or over thought i guess um but that's fine like it's you know it's a part of 
the empire we've never really ever focused on uh, in in live action sense mm. like this. So um, it is fascinating regardless. Mm. So um, yeah, so I really enjoyed all of those scenes as well. I thought they were they were really really cool. Um, yeah, Fulia, what did you make of the way all of those little manipulations and mind games played out? Um, yeah, no, it was. Um like really intense mm. when they had those meetings mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was um it, it was fun to sort of see them argue but not argue if yeah. that makes sense yeah um and you know and then the the head leader of it was just like trying to get the information from both of from both sides bureaucratically and, yeah yeah and then, you know, just finding out that maybe Mira has a point, maybe she's onto something, and he's like, all right, well, you go with what you feel is best to find out more information and try to track down these rebels and all that sort of stuff. So mm. um, it was interesting to sort of see that he decided to go with what she's been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Whereas in the in past episodes, he's more he's been like, stop trying to deviate from what we've been doing and get back on track. But now that she's gotten more evidence, more information, and and she's relaying that back into the meetings, and he's like, all right, well, seems like you've gotten, you know, some real sort of tangible evidence for us. Keep going with it. And, you know, and now he's a bit more trusting of her. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I feel like even though she's getting closer and closer to Cassian in some way, Mm. um, I feel like with the way that things are going into Rogue One sort of side of things, I feel like the comment that he made of, watch your back, mm. something's going to happen and she's not going to like it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, thought, it's yeah. got to be so bad. It's And like you said, it's going to bite her in the ass. Yeah. And she, and then it's all going to come crumbling down for her. <laughs> Unfortunately. <I> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No good. Mm. No good. Michael, what did you make of uh, all of the Imperial uh, stuff that happened here? Also, I, I like like this sort of story of the bureaucratic sort of uh, thing of uh, of the empire, and we're sort of diving into a, a situation of um, all these people have been feeling like safe in their jobs, and then there's a little inkling of maybe there's something happening below, like within the. Uh, the like the rebels sort of uh, bubbling up as like okay we need to sort this out but we but we but we're comfortable of what we are so let's just let, ignore it until yeah like Mira is um, discovering more more and more stuff and how this um, and all the jargon that you were saying that that's a bit weird and clunky it's like um, I kind of enjoy it because it sort of reminds me of uh like a bit like dune and um and star and star trek as well like they have their own 
have their own particular jargon and they just put it in a sentence and make it flow and it's sort of interesting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, It's sort of like a world building as well. And the way I see it, I sort of see a different take where where it's very bureaucratic, so it's a lot to do with outdoing other uh, imperial officers. So I kind of see it uh, of the head guy sort of saying, uh, watch your back because I want to get all this information so I can make it my own. (laughs) I'm sort of seeing that as well of, of just each person like going out for themselves. And that that sort of thing, and I can't kind of like that as well. It, and ironically, this is the most uh, Chernobyl sort of um, thing that I'm actually watching as well, which is kind of kind of cool and interesting. It's like, yeah, I'm, it's all the bureaucratic bullshit that you you get in real life. It's like, yeah, it's in Star Wars as well, and that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, so I'm enjoying this aspect as well. Hmm. Nice, nice. Well, speaking of enjoying things, um, I want to talk about my favorite um part of the episode and that is uh every scene with with uh mon mothma Mm. um because holy shit she has very quickly become my favorite character in this show um and uh we only i think we only had two scenes with her in this in this but they were two very very good scenes um we first see her go uh to meet uh luthan again Mm. um and uh you know inquire as to uh, whether or not um, uh, he was responsible for what happened on Aldani, uh, which he was. Um, so uh, I kind of, I just, oh, I give me such a joy just how complex the formation of this rebellion is. Like A New Hope and all those, you know, all the Skywalker films, they paint the rebellion or the resistance and, and their struggle against the Empire or the First Order as very black and white. In this show, it's grey as fuck, and I love it. Hmm. Um, I'm so here for the fact that, like, whilst Mon Mothma and Luthan are, kind of have the same agenda at their core, the means to get there is very different, and they don't necessarily agree <laughs> um, on what should, should and shouldn't be done. Like, I really loved the part... Um, oh, where is it? Did I write it down? Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Um, sh- Mon Mothman is like, people will suffer. And he's like, that's the plan. Mm. Like, he doesn't care. Like, he's just like, we need to overthrow the Empire no matter what the cost. And he's willing to accept that. Whereas Mon Mothma is trying to, whilst not really do things by the book, but sort of more so on the side of good, I guess, just in terms of she doesn't want people to get hurt. Um, she wants to do it as non-violently as possible. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But it's. I feel like she will come to realize over the course of this show that that's just not possible. It's, yeah, um, it's not gonna happen. So I loved this scene between the two of them, and then that fed in, of course, to the next scene with her at the, this party when she's talking to this old friend of hers, and mm. and I just, oh, I just loved this whole thing, like the way she just kind of realize that she may well maybe hopefully we, there may be some fallout from this i don't know but she feels that she can trust this friend of hers and and you know he has money that uh the rebellion needs mm. um so she's you know trying this strategy of getting him in um 
and you know because she believes that he can you know he can be someone of use to them that will actually help their cause and maybe believes in their cause as well but the way she just explained it and without fully really explaining it but just saying how like you know the Mon Mothma that everyone knows is a front she doesn't exist um this is what I'm actually doing and I can't we can't even trust my husband and any of these people and just all the times where she was like telling him to smile and stuff was just yeah. oh, it was so cool. Um, she's a badass. I love her. So yeah. So Mon Mothma for president, I guess. Um, hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And there was another really good line that she said where she was uh, talking about like showing, you show the stone in your hand, but you miss the knife at your throat. Um, I thought that was really cool because that goes both ways. That's for the deception and the ruse that she's putting on, but it can also go for what the empire might be doing Mm. as well. So I, yeah, fucking loved it. It was great. (laughs) Good shit. Good shit. Um, Fulia, your thoughts on, on Mon Mothma and her, uh, how she, how she sits and how she's feeling. Um, yeah. Like I know that she's trying to find a way to help Luthen. Um, but inevitably she's just going to have to come to realize that it's not going to be as easy as she hoped it would be Mm. to get things turned around into her favor, uh, into the rebellion's favor. So there's going to be a lot of, um, like back and forths in general. Um, her, the, her dialogue in the party scene, amazing. Um, I was trying to hold on to every word as much as I possible. Know, right? Um, and you know, especially when, while she's talking to her, her old friend, trying to explain to him what she's, what her current situation is, but without telling him what it is exactly. Yeah. Mm, double speak. Beca- yeah. Because mm. he, even though she wants his help, he then turned around and is like, well, if it's political, you can't trust me with what you're about to say. Yeah. So don't tell me if it's got something to do with politics. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was really interesting. Uh, but then they still continue talking about it all without talking about it. Which yeah. Was like, <laughs> Very interesting. Um, yeah, it was it was really interesting. And yeah, like you said, like the the amount of time she kept telling him the smile is just I, I I love that it's it's just her way of being like we don't want to give away what we're talking about so just keep smiling yeah yeah especially to about because I'm I'm assuming it's more so for the husband so that he doesn't can't tell what they got what's going on between them mm-hmm. so that's really interesting and man the it, it makes you distrust that husband more and more <laughs> yeah the way that she speaks about him yeah <laughs> Well, this is the first time we're seeing him. Mm. So Poss- we'll see what happens with him. Possibly the last. Mm. <laughs> Possibly the last. Yeah. Uh, so, no, she is very likable. Mm. She is a very likable character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's going to be interesting, you know, the way that things turn for her eventually. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, Michael, how are you feeling about Mon Mothma? Yes, this is the most political thing I've, I've ever seen in Star Wars. And <laughs> and especially with the interaction uh, uh, with Skarsgård as well. It's mm. so, it, it is with when you're dealing with like um, 
different fractions uh, within like a rebellion or the crumbs of a rebellion of how you're going to go on uh, and tackle the sort of things that you uh, find uh, suppressive and everything like that. Like you do have your you do have your ones like uh, burn it all down so we can rebuild and there's other ones like can we can we be more diplomatic and you can sort of see it and in a way that does reflect that does affect um uh the real world of how how uh how um struggles uh dealing with us like uh, we're not we shouldn't be angry we should should be diplomatic and see if we can find a solution but uh, and there's no uh, right or wrong answers. I mean, people who say that it says, well, this is the right answer because we're dealing with oppression. And and but within Star Wars, we sort of know what's going to happen, um, and how Mofra's, um trying to be more diplomatic is like, no, we need to change. We need to change it from within. And she is going to find out very quickly, maybe at the end of this season, that that doesn't work. I mean, how can you speak when you've got a boot on your throat? Mm. And this sort of thing. And eventually she is going to fall out of grace and she's she's going to be rock bottom, basically. Uh, After living a life of luxury, it's like, oh, uh, she would probably have to give up, like, everything for this particular cause. And yeah, and that's why we we see uh, Mon uh, in future stories of where she is. It's like, well, I I had to change everything. I had to sacrifice everything to for for the good of this cause. And you, you need to be a hundred percent in it, or you pretty much die, basically, and mm. and, and be ignored and be outcast and everything. And that's what's dealing with the sort of rebellion as well. Like with, um, we'll get into it later, but with Andor, it's sort of like the uh, Han Solo figure. It's like, well, uh, I, I'm, I'm not with the Empire, but I'm not for the Empire, but I'm out for myself. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all these other characters that uh, aren't all one note. They are very particular and very three-dimensional sort of characters, and you can actually see it in this show as well. Like they, I don't know if they are all going to go towards like a, the main goal of we are going to become the the rebellion, and we're going after out maybe outcast all the ones that have pretty much crazy and just want to kill everything like we're slowly going to see with um, characters maybe coming up in future episodes um and especially with uh oh i can't remember his name but uh character coming up we'll talk about later uh but but all these characters like now we need to kill everything and then salt salt the ground so we can rebuild and everything it's like no we need to change it up and do what we can but if we're going by uh the uh uh future what do they call themselves the future sequels um jj abrams and all that oh the sequel trilogy uh sequel trilogy that's what it's called uh we we kind of see like um well we uh, we find out that that doesn't work either, of being a bit more diplomatic, as well, 
being more diplomatic and changing you say well we need to cut the cut the cut it from the roots otherwise uh palpatine clones himself somehow palpatine returns mm. <laughs> and that sort of thing so we're dealing with multiple stories going on it's like who has the right idea no one does uh evil still still comes around again and again and again and you need to tackle it as soon as it comes and that's the same as real life as well because now we mm. got neo-nazis running around sweet yeah <laughs> fabulous fabulous all right um well i suppose the one big thing of this episode that we obviously have to talk about is uh what happens with andor yeah um our title character um so we see him return uh, to Ferex after the events of uh, uh, what happened on Aldani. And uh, he's come back to Marva and he's like, I've, I've got all this money. Let's get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it was, it was nice to see Marva again and, and B2 Emo, the, the droid. <laughs> more, of, more of him, please. He's kind of like a, a little pet. Like, a, sort like of. a puppy, almost. Yeah, like a friendly guard dog. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> in, the, in the nicest way possible. Um, yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, I really loved these kind of scenes on Ferrex, like with the two of them, and then, you know, how he he also goes to Bix to see how she's doing because he finds out that, you know, Tim is dead and he was the one that turned him in and all this mm. stuff. So he goes to check on her and then they have a very interesting conversation. And um, and I love the way that they, like you mentioned earlier, Fulia, the flashbacks that they kind yeah. of showed us in these sequences were fascinating and really awesome. And kind of, you know, setting up um, how the episode ends in a way, mm. um, I, 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 I suppose. Um, and then, yeah, ultimately... Um, Cassian decides to to leave Ferex and get out, but um, Marva decides she's not going to because she has this newly, you know, reinvigorated feeling of the rebellion after what happened on Aldani, even though Cassian doesn't tell her it was him, like he was involved. Um, he doesn't let on at all. And uh, she's just like, well, you know, if those people can do that, then I can, I'm strong enough to stay here. And... Um, she has a really, really good line in the episode. Um, she says, uh, that place is in my head and they can build as many barracks as they want and they'll never find me. Um, I thought that was really cool and really powerful. Um, so yeah, so, uh, I'm glad they kind of brought that, you know, storyline, I suppose, from the, the beginning of the show back, um, kind of brought it full circle, gave it a nice epilogue, if you will. Um... Yeah, it was really, really, really good. Um, Fulia, what did you make of how Cassian kind of said his goodbyes to these two women that he cares about? Yeah, um, it was interesting because with... Um, oh, what's her name? Mar- Marv- Marvo? Marva. Marvo. Marva. Marva. Um, it, it was, it's like he, he just wants to take her away from everything that's been happening. And especially because he knows that he is now, you know, suspect number one of everything. Uh, The, the, you know, the empire is after him. And so now he's wondering like whether or not that Marva's going to be safe. And that's why he wants to take her away. Mm. 
because you know he doesn't want anything else happening to her after what's happened already and he's it's 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 like i can understand his worry mm, i mm-hmm. can definitely understand his worry um i'd want to take my mother away from all that kind of stress as well mm. but the fact that um marva's like i'm going to stand my ground and i'm going to stay right here um, and not to mention the fact she was like, I'm too old to go anywhere now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I have a walking uh, stick. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when she said that, I was like, oh, it's kind of true. I mean, it, trying to move an elderly person anywhere is difficult enough. So it's usually best to sort of leave them where they are. <laughs> yeah. At that particular time. Um, but she just seems so headstrong about you know being being able to protect herself and her and her home mm. essentially so um i'm looking forward to how it pans out for her although i am a little bit apprehensive about it too mm. um a bit worried and and cassian uh going to see um bix bix and their little conversation. Um, I feel like they didn't really leave in. They he left on good terms with her, but not. If that makes sense. Yeah, it was weird because, like, I kind of liked how it went, just because they don't seem to have any resentment for each other. I think they just both have are like they're resigned to the situations they both find themselves in, and yeah. they've just kind of accepted and come to an understanding of each other's position on mm. the situation and they're it, that's okay if it means getting a little angry at each other yeah i think they have a lot of history clearly mm. um so they can get past it in that sense very yeah. very mature discussion i suppose yeah yeah so that was also really interesting to sort of see pan out um the other thing i will mention is those couple of flashbacks we got um very powerful yeah. Um, kind of confronting at the same time. Mm. And so I, like, I feel so bad for, for Cassian to yeah. be, to witness what happened. They, they did that really well. Though. Yeah. I love the way that they kind of put, they put um, Cassian in that flashback, but they, they kept Diego Luna's face on the front of it. But then when the camera is behind Cassian, it's his teenage self. Yeah. So they had this kind of in, very, I don't know, it was a very clever way to do a, to do a flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really cool. Did we know that that guy that was with Marva back in the earlier flashbacks, did we know his name was Clem? Or was that new information? Because Clem obviously was the name that uh, Luthen gave uh, Cassian when he was dropped on Aldani. Um so. I honestly didn't catch the name. Yeah, the guy's name is Clem. Marva says it later on. Wow, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. New information to me. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. And then the last thing with, with Marva as well, as Cassian's about to step out the door, she's telling him to forget about looking for his sister. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, but why would you say that? If, unless you know what happened to her. <sighs> I feel like he just... Like, she she just doesn't want him wasting his time on something that's... Like, because she's... I mean, like you said, she seems convinced that, like, 
she says there's no survivors from Canari, yeah. so there's no point. But he's, you know, I, he's not going to give up. No, no, he won't. He'll keep going. He definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of an interesting way to sort of say goodbye. <laughs> mm, yeah. Don't look for your sister. There's no point. Yeah. I know you love me, but don't look for your sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, Michael, um, how did uh, Cassian's return to Ferrix sit with you? Yeah, it definitely needs to have this sort of story point as well with uh, the ripple effect of uh, the heist and mm. uh, how it's inflamed people's, like, basically anger and and as we see in the flashback it's like it it started with a rock and then yeah and and it goes with what's the point of a rock in when you got a knife to your throat and that's a it's it's parallel writing i love it Mm. and yeah and just the the determination of people just with one little nugget of information is like oh this uh, this particular event of the heist has inflamed people's like rebellion and and determination, and you get and you get to see it actually happening with um, Cassian's uh, social circle as well. It's like, well, I'm 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 out, even though I'm part. Uh, I was part of it, sort of. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'm part of it, but you are. Especially what happens to him at the end. It's sort of mm. like, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, shit's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and yeah, um, and just enduring this writing as well, I actually shed a tear. It's like, it's like this, this, this old woman who's pretty much almost unmobile just say I can do a lot more if I'm just right here and it's the Orwellian thing you won't go mad if you know the truth (laughs) and no matter what people are saying to you uh, no matter how constantly they're telling you like um, this is how it is this is uh, this is the way it should be it's like no it's it's not because because she would be old enough to actually know uh, what life was like where where it was before everything was going to shit and how and like before um even even palpatine becoming becoming uh, lord chancellor and all and all that no lord chancellor 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 something like that yeah so even before naboo you know that sort of thing and she would have seen it's like oh life was life was good then because everything was okay but ever since the clone wars and everything that's spanned out of that it's like she's seen all this stuff and and she she probably she probably thinks well this is what life is now and then just one little nugget of the uh, of of the chink in the armor of the of the empire and and says yes yes this is this is this is not this is, time time must change now and so and the ripple effect of the ongoing storm is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until until we see the the fall of 
the ultimate weapon of a Death Star. And mm. I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Um, all right, well, before we wrap up, we have one final thing to discuss. So Cassian leaves and finds himself on a new planet we haven't seen before called Nyamos? Nyamos. Nyamos. Yeah, translated Um, to Gold Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had that vibe, didn't it? Um, Sort of a Gold Coast, Miami sort of of, of place. Kind of reminded me of Dubai. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. a little bit. Yeah, very, Mm. yeah, definitely had a desert type sort Mm. of vibe to it as well. Um, I, it was so funny watching, like reading pe- through Tumblr people's reactions, and a few people were like, "You put him back on a beach? How dare you!" <laughs> uh, I thought that was funny. Yeah. What do you mean um, back on a beach? <laughs> First time. First time on a beach. Yes, you put him on a beach. Um, yeah, this was really interesting. So. First, I just need to say that I I really loved the score in this episode, especially in this intro, the kind of industrial electronic noises that composer Nicholas Bretel had kind of worked into this intro to this new world. I thought that was really cool. Um, I'm really liking his score, just mm. FYI. I think it's, it's, it's still Star Wars, but it's so different. Mm. Um, so that's it fits the show perfectly in that sense. Um, but yeah, you know, we're on, um, this new planet and shit's going down. Um, well, Cassian's hooking up with random women first and foremost. Um, good for him. (laughs) Yeah. And being a bit sneaky still. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, um, minding his own business, things seem to be happening on this planet. Some, uh, you know, desert looking troopers, I suppose, are chasing down these people. Cassian apparently looks just a little bit too curious and uh, one of them decides to pull him up on it. <sighs> Profiling. Um, yeah, mm. I was going to mention that, yeah. Um, yeah, very uh, very good representation of uh, racial profiling in real life. Um, harkening back to when Clem in the flashback got kind of, you know, wrong place, wrong time sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which was very sad. Um, Dripping with symbolism. Yeah, oh my God, love it. Um, I really like that. And then the introduction, or shall I say reintroduction, of potentially K2SO. I know! Mm. Not confirmed. Not confirmed that it's actually him. Mm. But uh, obviously the same make of droid. Um, so when that when he started walking up the stairs, I was like, oh, fucking let's go. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the voice on him. Wow, creepy. Yeah. That was, that was a creepy voice. I was like, oh, that that's not him yet no not not yet he hasn't been reprogrammed <laughs> if that is k2so yes yeah. um so yeah so that was cool and then yeah and the episode just kind of ending with cassian being taken away after some bullshit charges were brought against him um by the empire and he's going off to some prison somewhere for six years which we all know is a bullshit because well this show is gonna you know he can't be in prison for the rest of the show and b he dies in five years. So, you know, um, that's not happening. Spoilers. Also, he was a tourist. He was a tourist. <laughs> he was a tourist. He was a goddamn tourist. <laughs> you bigots. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, very interesting ending. Mm. I don't know where we're headed. Again, again, each week I say this, I'm like, where are we headed? 
Um, so that's exciting. Um, and how Cassian's going to get out of this, yeah. considering he's on his own. Probably no one knows where he is. I have something. Thoughts? Well, before you get into that, I will mention one quick thing that we've glossed over. Mm. The fact that uh, Luthen wants him killed. Mm. He's, he's sent out his assistant to go meet with the blonde chick from Aldani, and um, she tells him Sorry, she tells her uh, his real name and uh, basically says, you know, we need to kill him because he knows too much. So, um, yeah, I guess maybe she might be the one to break him out of prison. Maybe. Who knows? Break him out just to kill him. Yeah, very, <laughs> very potentially. Um, go on, Fulia. What were you What were you thinking? So my, my thought is um, that maybe it is Luthen who breaks him out. Yeah. Um, so, and then leads him to a place where he might potentially get killed, um, by, uh, what's her name again? Oh my gosh. The blonde lady. Yes. yes. I can't remember her name. Hang on. I always forget. IMDB. But yeah, so that's kind of like where my feeling is right now. Val. Val, that's the one. Yes. So my feel, my feeling is that he's going to, he's going to get broken out of prison also speaking of apparently that sentence used to be six months and then they changed it to six, <laughs> six years, years. Yeah, like wow. why <laughs> that was interesting uh, that's a bit you know intense yeah like well, you go probably to guys in with the profiling thing yeah i think maybe Jeez, it's just like this used to be a six month sentence but you know unfortunately for you it is now six years yeah um yeah. what a jump in like, I would have thought maybe one year, but no, it's like the whole. <laughs> well, when you when you just lost so ma- so much credits in one go, they need to up the ante of descent. So it kind of makes sense <laughs> that they're actually taking people off the street. It's like, like yeah, a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, and they're a bit more, bit more. Um, they're putting two feet uh, on your neck. Basically, mm. so they up in the mm. ante, and yeah. things going to go down. Mm. Yes. Nothing worse yeah. than a dictatorship on the cusp of collapse. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, the, the 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 whole this whole end sequence was really interesting for me, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, the hopefully soon to be K two S O. Ends up choking Cassian. Yeah, which was very startling. Yeah. I'm like, oh boy, he's gonna kill him. <laughs> took 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 the hanging part a bit too literal. Yes, hang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the next episode now because he's gonna be in prison and we don't know what's gonna. I I like I have a feeling he next episode he'll get broken out. Mm. Um. But that is, yeah. Mm. Mm. We'll see. <clears throat> we'll see. Michael, your thoughts on the conclusion of the episode? Yes, it's uh, we we've just had a heist, and now we're going to have a jailbreak. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And yeah, maybe they're going to reprogram uh, one of these robots. Yeah. Uh, because in the in the prison, maybe to help him escape, maybe, and then we get Alan Tudyk. 
whatevs. As a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's his name in Moana? Bok Bok. Hey, hey. Okay, hey. Yeah. Bok Bok. Is that what the chicken's called? No, chicken's called Hey, hey. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, the Jackson like Five Jive. <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah, um, is a good conclusion and actually shows where where the Empire's um, outreach is, and they don't care about human life anymore. Uh, mm. With the six months to six years, it's like whatever. This this is what we do. This is what mm. we do now. We we got to squish descent, any means possible, even if you're just sweating on a beach. I know when it's hot. When it's hot, <laughs> far out. Yeah. So bad. Of course, you I'm sweating. Skeptical. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's or you're a part of it. It's it, it's yucky. It gives you a yucky feeling because mm, that's real life as well. But you know. Yeah. But I don't want politics in my Star Wars. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, uh, people have a shallow analysis to to media. Get some fucking real critiques, critical thinking. That's what people need. Yes. Anyway, on to next week. On to next yeah. week. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that. That does it for our discussion on episode seven, not season seven, of Andor, hmm. the announcement. Um, we'll be back next week with our thoughts on episode eight. Yep. Um, so that will be exciting to get into. Um, but until then, um, we have one thing to plug. And uh, what is that for you? The monthly friends. That'll be this week. Yes, yes, that will be out uh, probably Thursday. Yeah, maybe. We've been very busy. We've been very yes. Life, life has been very busy at the moment. So, uh, yes, so it'll be out this week. Keep an eye out. Mm -hmm. Um, Not telling you what we're talking about, but it may or may not be Marvel related. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. It's She-Hulk, isn't it? No, no. We've already talked about She-Hulk. Yeah, we don't need to reiterate it to the audience. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so yeah, watch your feeds, people. Yes. Um, And uh, yeah, check it out when it drops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. going to be fun. Apart from that, I think that's all we got for you guys. Yes. That is our show. Time to go. And And that... that was, was a, a podcast, podcast called, called Friend. Friend. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're watching us right now, make sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and hit the bell icon to be notified of future content. And if you're over on Twitch, make sure to give us a follow. Twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Yes, I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fuya Kantarmaja. And I've been a Michael Lister that really needs a toilet. Uh. <laughs> and, and, and you've, you've just, just experienced, experienced a 
a podcast called Friends. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thank, Rem- thank you, everyone. Remember to eat beef. Remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the Doctor is in, and uh, something to do with Star Wars. Something, 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 something. And now, back to the plot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> plot. <laughs> Ladies, gators. Make sure to look after yourself and your mental health, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And, and see you.